You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello and welcome in. This is Theology for the Rest of Us, and I am your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from the beautiful city that we call Orlando, Florida. Thanks for listening. This is episode 159. I'm going to be talking about the Sabbath. Uh, this is a really unique topic, and so I'm glad this came to my attention. Hey, before we dive into the content, I just want to ask a huge favor. If you've not already done so, would you mind leaving a review for the podcast? I know many of you have already done this, so big thanks to you. Uh, reviews are really, really important. Basically, the more good reviews we have, uh, the more people will end up finding the podcast. So one way you can really support the show is to leave a review. Head on over to whatever app or directory you're familiar with. Uh, particularly if you are an Apple user, you're listening to this, you know, on your uh, on your iPad or your iPhone in the podcast app, or maybe you're listening to this, you know, in the iTunes software um, on your desktop. Either way, head on over, leave a review, tell the world why you love the podcast and what stands out to you. Those are a big, big help. So if you could do that, that would be very helpful. Thank you so much. All right, let's talk about the Sabbath. What is the Sabbath day, and does it apply to Christians today? Very important. Um, Before I dive into the meat for the content of this episode, let me give you a a quick reminder of a few previous episodes that I've done that will also be very helpful for this topic. Um, Back in episodes 115 and 118, I talked about some Old Testament laws. 115, I talked about whether or not tattoos are sinful and whether or not Christians should get tattoos. Um, in 118, I talked about uh, some of the Old Testament dietary restrictions, specifically talked about pork. You know, God in the Old Testament declares pork unclean, and he doesn't want his people eating pork and a variety of other foods. Um, but then in the Old Testament, or excuse me, in the New Testament, he then turns around and declares pork clean, and he basically allows his people to eat pork, and he declares all foods clean. And so in 118, I really dialogued, dialogued about why God did that. And in both of those episodes, episode 115 and 118, I talked extensively about why the Old Testament seemingly applies to Christians today differently than than it applied to the Jewish people uh, before Jesus showed up on the scene, right? So the Jewish people, the people of Israel, they have these long list of rules and regulations, you know, over 600 different commands and expectations that were put upon them. Um, and, and those seemingly don't apply to us in the same way today. Why is that? And I really answered that question in episodes 115 and 118. I'm not going to kind of go into the details of that in this episode. So if you're interested as to understanding more of the reasons why, I would encourage you to go back and listen to those two episodes. Again, 115 and 118. Uh, but it's, but for, the, for our purposes in this episode, it's sufficient to say that in essence, there's a bunch of Old Testament laws, again, more than 600 of them, and a bunch of them were only given to the children of Israel, the people who lived in Israel in that time period, and therefore uh, they no longer apply to us today. And there's a lot of elements of the Old Testament that don't necessarily apply to us in the same way. I also discussed this at length in episode 126 when I talked about Jeremiah 29.11. It's a very popular verse often used by many Christians to kind of make the point that God has good things for us in store and I'm not denying that I think God has good things in store for his people, but I don't think Jeremiah 29, 
means what a lot of Christians think it means in that regard or in that way. And so you can go back and listen to that. That was episode 126. And then episode 151, just a few episodes back, I talked about the topic of theonomy because there are a group of Christians. It's a, it's a very small segment, but there is a group of Christians that do believe that the Old Testament laws do still more are still morally um, uh, morally binding on us today. Uh, it's, it's a perspective that uh, that I disagree with. I understand the perspective. I disagree with it. So you can go back and check that out, episode 151. But again, it's sufficient to say in this episode that there's a bunch of rules and regulations, uh, but they don't necessarily apply to us in the same way. Uh, all of the different kind of expectations of the Old Testament can be broken down into three different buckets. Um, and there's really only one of those buckets of things that still apply to Christians today. Um, in the Old Testament, one of the expectations, one of the rules was given was the observation of the Sabbath. But the observation of the Sabbath is one of those rules that does not still apply to Christians today. Like I said a moment ago, there are there are some rules of the Old Testament that still indeed apply to us as Christians today. But the vast majority of the rules of the Old Testament do not apply to us today. And the Sabbath is one of those rules that I believe do not apply to us today in the same way. If you don't know what the Sabbath day was, let me give you a quick insight. Um, basically, God commanded the Jewish people to stop one day a week to just remember who God is. We see in Genesis chapter 2 that God created everything and that at the end of the you know, creation period, the end of that six-day period, he takes a break. Not because God needed a break, not because he was tired, but God was setting the stage for, for, for what we ought to do um, as as people, that we at some point need to stop and remember and reflect on all that God has done. And so he commanded the Jewish people, hey, for one day, don't work, do, don't do anything. So basically Friday evenings until Saturday evening. So as the sun would set on Friday, whenever the third star in the sky would appear as the sun was setting, uh, you know, the local community would would ignite, would, would ignite or start to trigger the the start of the Sabbath, and then basically for about a 24-hour period, there was no work, no one did anything. You just sat with your family, you you worshipped, you prayed, you enjoyed one another's company, you you did things that were unique with your family to enrich the relationship, and you reflected upon all that God had done in your life that week and all that God had done for your nation and for your people for the previous several centuries. That was the expectation. And then on Saturday evening, as the sun would set, as soon as the third star in the sky was visible, the Sabbath would end. And this is a practice still that, that takes place in Israel today. I got a buddy of mine who lives in Israel and he's told me about this. He says, Kenny, literally everything shuts down. Nothing is plausible. Nothing is, um, you can't do anything. You can't go out. You just, all you can do is sit around with people you care about and enjoy their company and reflect on the Lord. He says this is incredible time where you just are reminded of God's grace. Uh, you're reminded of God's faithfulness. You're re-energized. You, you relax. The stresses of life, life go away for a period of time. And then on Saturday night, you, you go out and you go back to normal life. But he said it's this beautiful thing. And I believe that the reason why God instituted the Sabbath day for the Jewish people, because he wanted them to be uh, refreshed. He wanted them to remember him. And so he said, listen, for 24 hours, don't do anything. And God made this very serious. In fact, God ended up uh, dishing out some serious consequences on, this, on, on the people of Israel for not observing the Sabbath. This was a really, really big deal to God. Now, 
there are some Christians today, we call them Sabbatarians, that would believe that we should still take it just as seriously, but yet the Sabbath has simply transformed to Sunday. Jesus was resurrected on a Sunday. That's the Lord's Day. So we should still practice you know, strict Sabbath observation on Sundays and do nothing. Um, I disagree with that. I don't think that's the point. I don't think I don't think there's anything in the New Testament that tells us that we as Christians need to observe the Sabbath the same way the Jewish people did. Uh, in fact, as I look through the book of Galatians, I, I feel like the Bible is kind of telling us that we don't need to observe it, observe the law the way the Jewish people did. Galatians is specifically referring to circumcision, but I think it also points to the, to the Jewish law as a whole. We as Christians are not to observe the Sabbath in the same way the Jewish people are. However, just because it doesn't apply to us in the exact way, we don't have to strictly observe the Sabbath. There are great lessons we can learn from the Sabbath. Just like I talked about extensively back in episodes 115 and 118, right? The laws of the Old Testament may not apply to us in that way, but there's still lessons we can learn from that law. I think there's an incredible lesson that God teaches us in the Sabbath. God teaches us a lesson that we as humans, we are finite, we get exhausted, we get stressed, and we burn out. And then it's important for us to take time out from our busy schedules and don't do anything. Don't create anything, right? Break from our routine, break from the normal stresses of life and go worship God, remember him, remember what he's done, refresh our souls, get rested up, enjoy our families, enrich our relationships, break away from the busyness and craziness of life and allow our remembrance of God and who he is to refresh our souls, to refresh our physical bodies. Engage in things that are leisurely and recreational, to break away from things in life that stress us out, and to go engage in the things in life that energize us and that enrich our lives, mainly worshiping God and, and, um, and enriching our relationships with other people. I believe it's important for every Christian, every person to practice Sabbath rhythms in your life. It doesn't mean that you have to don't work on Sunday. That's not what it means. When I say honor the Sabbath, I mean on a regular basis, break away from life. Maybe for you, you work on a Sunday. So maybe maybe for you, a Sabbath is a Friday afternoon. And you say, listen, on Friday afternoons, I'm going to go break away. I'm going to, you know, after lunch on Friday, I'm going to go out and do my own thing. Or maybe for you, it's Maybe for you, it's on a Sunday. Maybe you say, listen, me and my family, we're going to go to church on Sunday morning. And we get home, we're going to hang out together. We're going to play games. We're going to spend time together. We're not going to work. We're not going to do anything that stresses us out. We're going to enrich our relationships. And we're going to remember who God is and his faithfulness. Right? Maybe for you, that's a, a different night of the week. Maybe you got to break it up. Maybe you're like, hey, listen, every other Monday night is my only time I can get away and every other Thursday morning. So that's my, I'm going to kind of break away. But again, find moments of your life on a regular basis. I would recommend at least on a weekly basis um, to, to just find chunks of time where you turn off your cell phone, turn off Facebook, and just go by yourself. You and, and just a good book or you and your Bible, you and a good cup, cup of coffee, whatever. Maybe something like, maybe for you, a nature is something that in, invigorates you. Go out for a hike and just kind of relax and, and enjoy nature. Maybe for, for some of you, it's fishing. You enjoy that. Maybe for some of you, it's it's just staying home, staying home and reading a good book. Like, Whatever it is that causes you to relax, re-energize, and remember God's faithfulness. Those are the types of things you got to be doing on a regular basis. Break away from the craziness of our you know, distracted, busy, stressed out North American lives. Break away from that 
and have moments of Sabbath, moments of Selah, moments of peace where you don't do anything, you don't create anything, you don't do anything that's going to exhaust you, but you do things that will invigorate you, that will re-energize you and remind you of God's faithfulness. Do Sabbath on a regular basis. Implement Sabbath rhythms in your life. Do things on a regular basis that will cause you to be more energized, to serve people, and to serve God. I think that's a very important lesson. And if you do that, I believe your life's going to be much more emotionally healthy and much more spiritually healthy. If you avoid Sabbath rhythms, God's not going to punish you, okay, like, like he did in the Old Testament to the Israelites. Because again, it's not a law that is binding. God is not going to come down on you hard for not practicing Sabbath rhythms. However, you will suffer the consequences because you're going to be physically and emotionally exhausted. Choose to engage in Sabbath rhythms because Sabbath rhythms will energize your life. I'd encourage you, if you don't already do it, find time, sacrifice whatever you got to do to make Sabbath something you do regularly. It will make an incredibly positive impact on your life. I promise. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. I hope this has been helpful and insightful and encouraging. If you have a question or a topic that you'd like me to address on a podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email. The address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. Also, if you know someone that you think would be a great interview guest, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email to that same email address. Hey, quick reminder, I have another podcast. It's called the Student Ministry Podcast. Check it out on the web at studentministrypodcast.com. If you'd like to connect with me personally, the best place to do that is on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. Connect with me there. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us. Hey.